We're in for a wild night. Welcome, 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 everybody, to episode 101 of Born to be Wild, a wild exclusive Hearthstone podcast where we have fun hanging out with friends, talking about the wild format of Hearthstone and spotlighting members of the wild community. I'm your host, as always, Nate Wolf. It is wonderful to be here on a beautiful uh, spring evening here, joining you from Portland, Oregon tonight. Um, really excited to be uh, having a, a lore episode. We haven't had one in a little while, and um, this this will be uh, uh really fun before we get into that uh, real quick hydra had a kind of last minute family thing come up so hydra is not joining us tonight but um am joined by two of my other favorite people electric sheep city how are you tonight yowdy i'm doing pretty well myself uh like going through the house selling process like just sold the house here so like pretty intense stuff um Work was work, uh, moving house stuff in general. So busyness and uh, hey, got to to jam some Demon Hunter earlier today, uh, working towards that 1K portrait. I'm at 911. We're not we're, we're not calling the police, but we we are jamming Demon Hunters. <laughs> so it's been a lot of fun uh, here. But we've got, of course, our resident lore master as well absolutely uh yeah welcome back to the show loremaster goliath the dwarf how are you tonight i am doing fine always happy to be here honestly a great stress relief something else to focus on right now my work has been a little bit crazy the past couple weeks as we uh we had one of our reporters uh kind of step down and we found someone to replace but uh, they're moving from Ohio and won't be here until like two months from now. So it's a, a bit of double duty at the moment uh, in terms of writing out newspaper stories and stuff. Uh, and I don't know about you guys, but I forgot to change my calendar last night. Uh-oh. And I forgot that it was April 1st. Normally, I'm really good with changing calendars. I'm almost ceremonial about uh, changing to a new month. But uh, I was very confused with all the YouTube videos that were popping up in my feed and the articles that I was seeing that I was like, okay, is the world just going further mad as usual? Because, <laughs> I mean, nothing surprises me at this point, honestly. But then I was like, oh, yeah. It's April Fool's Day. I hate April Fool's Day. So (laughs) I I hate April Fool's Day, too, because so much of it is just mean spirited, right? Like, I like like a good joke, but like so much of it is just like at someone else's expense, which I'm not a big fan of. So I have an annual April Fool's Day joke that I tell. The joke is that the joke is so terrible. So, um, you know, whenever I was coming, going into work today, whenever I was driving around, uh, uh, did you happen to see them as well? There, there are all these elephants hiding in the trees. D- did y'all see them? Uh, no. <laughs> see, it's just because they're really good at hiding. <laughs> That's the joke. Ah, <laughs> uh, that yeah, is I my April the, Fool's Day joke. <laughs> the best, I think, the best types of pranks or April Fool's Day things are the ones where, where the person who is pranked can laugh just as much as the one doing the pranking. Yeah. Honestly, a great example of that is the Hearthstone, uh, you know, April Fool's Day patch notes. Like yes. there are lots of in jokes. Oh, they're so good. I just post, I just shared the link in the, I added to the show notes and I'll. They self owned themselves so many times there. 
It's well, so and good. It's not like it was low effort either. Like it very clearly, they put a lot of effort and a lot of like time into that. Uh, apparently the multiple devs spent like about a week in December working on, on these. <laughs> I love it. I love that they put so much dedication into making a quality joke post. It's so good. It's so good. And I appreciate it. There someone posted something first thing this morning, or maybe it was yesterday, something to the effect of like, I wonder which company will take their April's April Fool's Day joke too far and then spend all of tomorrow apologizing for it. And, and, uh, you know, there's always some cringy thing and I haven't seen one yet, thankfully, but like, I don't know, you know, my, my kid was, uh, talking about doing April Fool's Day jokes and I was like, can we not, like, I don't want to be like the fun police, but I was like, God, I hate these. And, and so I got home from a lot when I was growing up. So I've never actually pulled one in my life. I got to, I got home from work and, um, my, my, my son, he's only 10, but he likes to drink coffee. So we let him have decaf. Um, I don't want to give him caffeine, but, uh, he's like, Hey, I, I want to have a, a cup of coffee, but the coffee machine's not working. Can you help me with it? I was like, yeah, yeah. What's wrong with it? It's, uh, he's like, it's not plugged in April fools. And I was like, Oh, phew. <laughs> it was so innocent. It was so great. Like, that's a good one if that's the that's a wholesome one <laughs> like if that's the extent that i'm getting pranked like whew, okay that's a, that's yeah. that's okay uh it's like the sort of thing i would say it's like i hear voices in my head even when there's no one around me like right now <laughs> <laughs> it's it's nate and me we're not around you <laughs> Because we're on the computer. Oh my god! I took me. That took me longer than it should have. <laughs> when I was young, I I that when I was young, I switched the salt and the sugar, which was a evil, mean spirited joke. Uh, I could ruin so much good food. Yeah, and and I think I did not do this, but somebody I remember hearing about like you put like saran wrap over the toilet so you can't see it, and then you like. I've heard of that one. That's horrible. Don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah, I see. (laughs) It better like put put bubble wrap uh, like under someone's covers or in their shoes or something like something that it's a bit of a surprise, but it's doesn't cause any damage. No, no, no. We can't do that. Just exactly, Dame. <laughs> oh my. Anyways, let's. Uh, so we we got a big we got a big uh, night tonight. So a couple. Funnily of- enough, we are talking about one of the greatest manipulators in the history of Warcraft. Uh, so it happens to work out very well that we're doing something on April Fool's Day, right? Absolutely. So for those of you joining us for the first time, welcome aboard. I'll briefly explain how the show works. We record this podcast live every Friday evening at twitch.tv slash born to be wild HS. April Fool's Day 2022 is a Friday. So uh, the video version of this podcast is then posted to YouTube shortly thereafter. Audio versions are also distributed to all of the podcast apps. If you uh, happen to know a podcast app that we're not on, let us know and we'll put, a, put us on there. We happen to have just been added to Amazon fairly recently because of such a thing. However, you are watching or listening or absorbing via osmosis this podcast today. Thank you. Yes, you. 
I'm trying to make a I'm trying to make a heart, but it kind of just looks like I a, can see it. I can like see the a, heart, like a smooshy. Uh, yeah. Hey, thank you everybody for for listening. Whether you're watching live here on Twitch or whether you're watching it later on YouTube or listening to the audio version, we really uh, appreciate it. And again, a lot of times, what we'll do with the show is try to have. Um, pictures and stuff on the screen as we're talking about stuff tonight we're doing a lore episode and so there's more pictures even even more so than than normal uh so if you have the opportunity i recommend watching this on youtube if you're listening to the audio you'll get a lot out of it but if you want to see um the characters and the pictures and, and how they interact and how they compare you know between warcraft and hearthstone like watch the video version of this and, and you might get a little bit more out of it Anyways, um, before we get into the main topic of the show, real quick housekeeping uh, matter, I do want to say a gigantic thank you to Shokunin, who is the executive producer of our show, and also to our other patrons. Uh, we really appreciate your support. It means the world to us, and I, we, we say this every week, but I, I mean it, it. It helps a lot, and so when we uh, do things like we get new artwork, um, you know, that that's what uh like any any money that we get um just gets pumped right back into the show and so it's it's super awesome we appreciate it uh if you're watching or listening to this and you want to support our content um please uh leave a like subscribe comment on the on the youtube stuff or another real simple way that you can support for free is to leave a review on itunes spotify google Podcasts, amazon podcast or wherever you listen uh, as just that helps other people find us um, and then finally, if you're watching this live on Twitch, we do have some emotes that you can unlock by subscribing to this channel. If you've got Amazon Prime, you that's free. Uh, you get a free Prime subscription, um, uh, f- free Twitch, free Twitch sub with your Amazon Prime, if I'm saying that correctly. Uh, yes. Anyways, and uh, not that I'm trying to solicit uh, uh, Twitch subscribers here, but... Um, uh, kind of ancillary hearthstone has an upcoming thing with amazon prime that uh, if you're a prime member you get a bunch of free uh legendary cards um from the upcoming set well i guess from- there's lots of cases where you can like be prime free for a month and then cancel it so i think i have another one of those up it recharges after a while so uh that's a, that's a good way to take advantage if you uh, happen to have that opportunity yeah it's super cool and and you know i mean i don't if you don't, you don't. I, I don't want to try to, uh, you know, s- yeah. solicit anyone. I do think we um, can cover real briefly in the news. Uh, there is going to be some free um, stuff uh, via Amazon Prime and Twitch uh, coming up shortly. Anyways, here's a little sneak preview of our upcoming uh, emotes. They should be ready in the next week or so. These are like the base Aww. versions, <laughs> but they're uh, they're super cute. And so we'll, new, new emotes incoming, uh, wow. which are super fun. Anyways, uh that's that's the plug but thank you all for joining us um yeah oh lastly hey there, there is a there's a patreon if you're interested links on the website uh more importantly if you're interested in interacting with us individually we do have a discord for those of you not familiar um it's it's basically like an online uh community it's free there's a link to it on our website we've we interact with people pretty much all day every day a really awesome and wholesome community there where we talk about uh life but also hearthstone decks and news and share stuff it's it's a lot of fun and so uh if you go to our website born to be wildhs.com links are there uh website has gone uh through a lot of maintenance over the past week and we'll get some even more um this week we got to get everything uh ready for our uh, our big event later this week and so i'm trying to make sure that everything is updated in time for that 
Anyways, uh, last little bit of, of news before we get into the main topic of the show is uh, we talked about it last week quite a bit, but we've got um, this Theorycraft event that is happening this, uh, this coming week. It's on Thursday, April 7th uh, from 9 a.m. until 3 p.m. Pacific time on Twitch. So it'll be this channel here, but it'll be twitch.tv slash born to be wild HS. And uh, we're, we were invited to participate in um, the official Hearthstone Sunken, Voyage to Sunken City Theorycraft event uh, for Wild alongside some of our uh, other Wild content creators. We're super honored to be invited and that should be an absolute blast. A uh, great excuse to take the day off work and, and play Hearthstone with the, the new cards the week before the release, which is just crazy, crazy. So uh, if anyone's interested in checking that out, I'm sure we'll have a uh, probably end up recording a bunch of it and and posting some stuff on youtube later but if you all want to come hang out with us that'd be awesome so uh yeah that is this coming thursday april the 7th from 9 9 a.m to 3 p.m pacific time twitch.tv slash born to be wild hs awesome there are um let's see two other quick things yeah yeah so we um are giving away a total of three bundles two from uh courtesy of blizzard one mega bundle from our patron saint of wild show kunin so we've already given away one standard bundle from hearthstone but we have two more so how can you enter to win these other two uh so for the other standard bundle uh if you join our discord and submit uh theory crafting ideas not just not just the idea but submit a theory crafted deck to our theory crafting channel in the discord. Um, and we will play, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll look through them and play the ones that we're uh, kind of most interested in. And then whenever we're playing those, the ones that we like the best, if you, if you make a deck that we really like, you will get a standard bundle, uh, courtesy of blizzard through us. Yay. We do have that mega bundle as well. Courtesy of Shokunin. Thank you again, Shokunin, Patron Saint of Wild and Born to be Wild. Um, <laughs> Couldn't resist, sorry. Absolutely. So how can you enter to win that one? That one is also through our Discord. So uh, share your stories with us. We want to know a positive story about Hearthstone and, and your experience with it. So whether it's a great game, a friend you made, a great experience experience at an event, um, you know, like just someone in the community that, that you really gelled with kind of whatever it may be. Um, just as long as it's a positive experience that you've experienced, share it in our discord server under the positive experiences channel. And that enters you to win that mega bundle again, courtesy of show Kunin. So those are how you can win the two remaining, um, bundles the the uh deadline for each so the uh april 7th um get them in by then for the positive experiences and we will um draw those live at our next show on april 8th and for the theory crafting event get those in um you know before the the theory crafting um event itself starts and like I said, we'll we'll comb through those and and decide the decks that we want to to play the most, um, and and play those. So before the theory crafting event itself starts on April seventh, 
Um, as long as it's in before that timestamped time, it counts as a submission. So that is the deadlines for those two as well. Yeah, super excited. And we got a really good turnout um, last time. The reason that we're doing this positive experience thing, we, we've done it before for giveaways. And it was just such a wholesome like experience hearing the stories from from different people of, you know, friends they've made or, um, you know, just great experiences that they've had that it was like, you know, you're having a bad day. Sometime you read some of these and it's like, wow, they're, you know, Hearthstone players can't be nice sometimes. It's <laughs> it's great. So we, we, we want to try to keep things positive. It's kind of uh, it's what we try to do here. So it's not all the haters going to hate. Hey. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, housekeeping aside, let's jump into the main topic of of the show. So tonight we are doing a lore episode. Now, for those of you not familiar with or, or you know, relatively recent to the show, we do lore episodes from time to time. Lore essentially is the stories behind the the Hearthstone cards, and so there is a very rich world in the uh, the world of Warcraft. Many of our characters here in Hearthstone have extensive backstories. Um, and so this is a part two of, of a four-part series specifically regarding the old gods. And so last time we covered um, uh, Yasiraj, if I'm, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Yasiraj, you're close enough. And uh, you did, did a whole episode on that. It's, it's on YouTube. If you want to find it, uh, if you go to our website, there's a, there's a separate page for the lore. And you can, you can uh, check that out. And I, so, I still to this day say you charge. I know it's wrong, but I always do it. I'm in no, your charge now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. So this is part two. Um, and, and I think we had talked about doing it in a different order, but uh, the voyage to the sunken city um, expansion was just announced. And, and so we have decided to cover Nazoth tonight because uh, Nazoth actually fits in very well with um, the theme of the upcoming expansion. And so uh, we'll also be doing a Sunken City lore episode, uh, but we need to wait for the rest of the cards to be revealed and, and kind of see where, where it goes. This this sort of story tonight will be centered specifically around Nazoth, and we'll touch on a couple of, of our Sunken City things, but we aren't going to go too deep. Um, anyways... I've done enough talking. Let me pass the mic over to Goliath and we will get started here tonight with right. the lore of Nizoth. Yes, gather around for a story. Uh, so yeah, as, as Nate said, this is essentially both a part two of the four parts here of the Old Gods while simultaneously being a part one preview for Voyage to the Sunken City. Uh, yeah, it's just happened to work out this way. We were initially planning on covering Yogg Saron, hail his randomness, but uh, this has kind of forced our hands because it's going to be relevant. We're talking about Sunken City stuff, so we may as well kind of give everyone a bit of uh, preview knowledge here to give some background so we don't have to go off on extreme tangents when talking about the Sunken City. So, we are just going to start out by having a recap of some of the uh, common origin elements of the Old Gods that we discussed back in Yashiraj. Um, let's give Nate and Sheep a little pop quiz right here. What do you guys remember that we discussed uh, last time? I just remember the uh, parody song of... Uh... <laughs> 
based on rah rah rasputin (laughs) um yeah so so the 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 old gods and the 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 like i just remember old gods and elementals and titans and the old gods are are like you know uh kind of like stuck in the ground and they they you know corrupt what's what's around them and they're in different parts of the uh the, the world over here yeah i think that the thing that stuck out the most to me was the uh guarded piece of one of the old gods um i can't remember who was guarding that um but but that was the the part that stood out to me the most because that was like the, that aesthetic and that general idea was probably the spookiest part like not just the old gods the like kind of etherealness but then what the more human human humanoid characters were doing with that corrupted piece so that that was that was the part that really just kind of stuck with me and that really gave me nightmares but kind of <laughs> yeah yeah old gods do have that it's that lovecraftian vibe that thing that these are aberration beings beyond our comprehension the more you learn about them the more you lose your sanity um it, it's that type of creature that we're talking about here so to recap where the old gods come from they are manifestations of the void which is basically the embodiment uh, in the cosmic uh, world of Warcraft of emptiness, of consumption, of the lack of anything. And the Void, by its very nature, wants to destroy the physical universe, just consume everything. And so in order to do that, uh, the void beings called the Void Lords manage to create the old gods briefly push open this hole into the physical universe they couldn't uh, do anything more than that it took a lot of their power to just do that and they just threw all the old gods out into the universe and they go landing on random planets like fleshy meteorites now so there are multiple old gods on other worlds that we don't really know about but the important thing here is for our world, uh, the center world of the story of Azeroth. Now, four old gods that we know of, because rock gods can always add more, uh, landed on Azeroth with the goal of basically corrupting the soul that is inside the world. Azeroth is a very special planet that has a baby titan inside it, a vast, powerful cosmic being that will one day kind of hatch out of it like an egg or something. Uh, But the idea is that the old gods can worm their tendrils down to the very core of the world and corrupt the world's soul. Then the Void Lords have a corrupted titan that can kind of do their bidding of consuming all of the universe. And then, uh, as part of that dominating the entire world, there were naturally existing elemental lords on Azeroth. Uh, We'll get to those in just a little bit on another slide. But uh, the thing is that basically the old gods land and they take over everything. And uh, the image that we have right up here is what is called the Black Empire, when the old gods ruled the entire world and were essentially huge monoliths. Like, these things are the sizes of cities, uh, their physical bodies. 
and uh, they secreted a whole bunch of uh, gross little minions from their bodies. Uh, they had some very insectoid-like ones that were called the Akir, and would later become what we know as Mantid, Nerubians, uh, Silithid, uh, ones that you're probably familiar with from some of the Hearthstone cards. Yeah, those uh, basically got uh, uh, secreted out li like, like lice from old gods' bodies or something. And then you have Faceless, which are properly called Naraki, uh, which are also, uh, that's where they come from. They just kind of like, like the maggots coming out there. Uh, yeah, it's, it's really gross when you think about it. But uh, <laughs> I like how even explaining how, how they kind of are secreted, for lack of a better term, is in and of itself kind of just like hair-raising. <laughs> yes. It's such a this gross word. This is the word. nature of the old gods. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that have and these are the minions. So, like you see an image, it's it's not just a body. You see like obelisk and and uh, city type of things around it. Uh, those are the ones who built it, the faceless and the insectoid Akir. Uh, so they're the ones who constructed all that as the old gods' servants. But um, the old gods were not without their competition. Uh, they had to deal with the elemental lords, which are kind of the natural manifestations of elemental energies that occur on many worlds, Azeroth included. Uh, and there were four, only three of which are Hearthstone cards, two of them from the very beginning, one of them with the first expansion, and still we're missing the fourth. I'm sorry, this, this just drives me crazy. Uh, but what we have is uh, Ragnaros the Fire Lord, who most Hearthstone players know. He is very iconic, die insect. He's a tiki lord in battlegrounds. Uh, he, he's everywhere. Uh, then we have Alakir the Wind Lord, uh, who again is, uh, was one of the first ones. And yeah, like swatting insects. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, he just. Uh, Alakir just swats the insect, but Ragnaros is far more direct and complete with die insect. Uh, but, and then we have Neptalon, who is the Lord of Water, uh, who came out with the Goblins versus Gnomes expansion. And the one that we are lacking still is Therizane, the Stone Mother, uh, who is Lord of the uh, Earth Elementals. And so essentially the old gods completely dominated and made the Elemental Lords, their minions, the great generals in their army. Now, when the Titans came along, these great cosmic beings of order who want to be able to nourish life uh, for, and especially when they find that Azeroth it has a Titan inside of it that needs to be nourished and saved, uh, they see there's these old gods that are kind of a real big problem here. So, they uh, decide to fight them. Uh, they are too big to have much damage uh, control on their own, because, as I analogy I used last time, is it's like if you have your sandbox and there's a bunch of ants around, you can try to smash the ants, but you're probably just going to smash like all the sand castles that are built inside it as well. And so in order to prevent from damaging the world itself, they create these uh, smaller creatures uh, called the Titan Keepers that uh, help to fight the Old God's armies. Now, what we talked about in last time with Yashiraj is this one old god that was so powerful that the Titan Keepers couldn't defeat it, 
And so the Titan Amon Thule had to reach down and yank it out of the ground. Yeah, that's right. They like, because when the old gods that they're like, like, it, like embedded into the, the, the surface mm-hmm. of the earth, right? And, like and they're very thick roots. Roots. Like, it looks, it looks kind of like the, a Judas Priest cover, uh, album cover for like Ram It Down. <laughs> <laughs> or if you have like, I don't know if you guys know, I live in the Midwest. So uh, there's a lot of prairie in the area, or at least used to be in some areas. Uh, and one thing that I learned is that the prairie grass it's the roots go really, really deep and like hold it all together. You cannot pull out paragraphs without huge clods of the soil coming with it, going very mm-hmm. deep. And that's kind of what the old gods' tendrils are like. And since it caused so much damage when Yasharaj was broken out, I actually created this huge hole that was bleeding arcane energy. And in order to stop it, the Titans had to kind of fill it with water, slap a magical band-aid over it. That would become the Well of Eternity. We'll get back to that later. Um, But since they were like, yeah, okay, we can't really risk doing this with the other three old gods, they instead decide that all they can do is imprison them. So they defeat all of the other old gods and create magical prisons around them, bury them deep within the earth, uh, and do their best to uh, nullify any influence that they have. It doesn't work entirely, because over time, over the many ages, those barriers are going to start to weaken a bit. Uh, but at least at the start, it does a pretty good job of sealing them away. Uh, and Zoth is actually the very first of the old gods to be imprisoned. Actually considered to be the weakest of the four old gods. Though we're still talking old gods here, so that doesn't mean he's a pushover, just in comparison. Because they fought with each other too, honestly. These are beings of pure chaos and madness. They're not teaming up. They, they fight each other. And the Zoth actually once lost a huge fight against Yasharaj, hmm. which is why uh, Yasharaj had the, the huge territory of the Black Empire that you may remember seeing the map. And Nazoth is just kind of has this teeny little spot off to the side of what we now have as the Eastern Kingdoms. Uh, so, yeah, he, he had the, uh, the, 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 small, the smaller share of things, actually, uh, and was defeated first. But, but Nazoth is clever. Nazoth's plan is generally to wait things out, let your enemies destroy each other, gather lots of influential pawns, and then be able to spring them on the world when everything is weakest. And this is a strategy that we're going to see used a couple times here throughout the show. Uh, so that makes have. the mechanics of both of Nazoth's cards. Just makes so much more sense now, too. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's what I love about this. When you can connect the way that the card works with who the character is in it. And it's why for a lot of the time, some people might look at the effect and go, why the heck are they putting that into the game? I look at it and go, ooh, ooh I see what you're <laughs> doing there. And that's why I'm here. I love to share that with everyone. Uh, so... We have the first of uh, Nathoth's major conquests here, the first of those mighty pawns that he gathers, who is 
none other than Deathwing the Destroyer, uh, who is everyone in Hearthstone knows Deathwing. He's been around from the start. He has what, like five different card versions of him now. <laughs> uh, so Deathwing was originally a dragon named Naltharian the Earth Warder, who was one of the original dragon aspects. Uh, uh, original creatures that were actually evolved elementals into beings called proto-drakes. Um, and a team of five, Neltharian among them, the other ones are the other dragon aspects, the Indigo, you know, Malgos, Ysera, Alexstrasza, Nazdormu, mm -hmm. and Neltharian were a big team that took down Galakrond, who you remember Galakrond from Descent of Dragons. Uh, and so, as a reward, the Titans blessed the dragons that uh, accomplished defeating Galakrond with special powers to make them guardians of the world, of different aspects. Like, Nazdormu got time, uh, Alexstrasza got life, Malagos got magic. Uh, Neltharion was given custodian over the Earth. He had a very strong tie with the Earth. Hmm. A little problem here, the Earth is also where the old gods are imprisoned. And so through that connection, Nazoth in particular, like all the old gods had a bit of part to play, but Nazoth was the, the spokesman for the group here, uh, wormed their way into the mind of this noble uh, guardian of the world and the burden that he had to bear. Because that's like, you, you know, like those uh, things like, oh, uh, you know, you're carrying the world on your shoulders, the weight of the world on your shoulders. Uh, for uh, Neltharion, it was rather literal. This was a ridiculously unbearable burden that he uh, just, just driving him crazy over time anyway, and the old god seized on that weakness and drove him mad, uh, eventually turning him against all of the other dragons and uh, corrupting his entire dragon flight, and the dragons, uh, the black dragon flight, would become... Uh, very uh, chief agents of the old gods uh, when called upon to do so. Uh, so we talked a lot about them back in our Nixia's Lair topic about all the Deathwing family and all <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah, and actually, I'm just going to take this t two seconds to plug. Uh, yeah, we do lore episodes from time to time, and, and typically we'll try to match them to what's going on in Hearthstone. And so our last one was specifically on um, Anixia and the Black Dragonflight, and we got into... Uh, the whole family, really, which is Death, Deathwing and Rathion and, and some others. And so uh, if you want to listen to that, uh, go to our website, bornspeedwildhs.com. We've got a separate page for the lore stuff. And uh, we'll have all of the lore episodes posted there. So if you want to do a deep dive into the Black Dragon flight and get the whole history of um, Deathwing and Anixia and uh, Nefarian and, and the rest, uh, really cool. Um, have, a, have an opportunity to do that. Check out the website. and. And uh, you'll find it there. Okay, Absolutely. sorry, uh, plug is done. Carry on. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that is essentially, again, we're, we're not going to rehash the entire story of the Black Dragon flight here. People can listen to it and what you just plugged. Uh, but the important thing here is that uh, Deathwing is basically Nizoth's first 
major agent, first major ace in the hole right here that he has under his control and uh, can call upon. Deathwing kind of goes around, does his own thing for a while, uh, but any time that Nazoth wants to pull on that leash, Deathwing is going to come running, willingly or not. Uh, <laughs> we have our, our second story, and this is the one that's going to tie into Sunken City. So there's Several things that I'm going to kind of glaze over a bit here that we're going to go into a bit more detail about in our next lore episode. But uh, essentially, what we have here is where the Naga come from. So, a very long time ago, in fact, 10,000 years ago, uh, there was the Night Elf Empire, which is where Illidan and Tarada and Malfurion all live, because, man, they're really old, and they must have amazing moisturizing cream or something, <laughs> because they do not look it. Uh, but essentially, there was the Night Elf race ruling most of the world, and it was still all one big continent at this point. Uh, the continent as a whole was called Kalimdor. Uh, and Queen Ajara was the ruler of it. Uh, she was extremely charismatic, extremely powerful, one of the most powerful mages slash sorceresses, uh, wielders of the arcane, that has ever been in World of Warcraft. So it, if people are claiming up here we have another mage skin, there's not really another option that they could have made Ashara. She is the arcane mage in her heyday. Um, but Ashara got greedy and ended up making a deal with the demons of the Burning Legion of helping them invade Azeroth because they'll give her even more power. Like, she was so powerful that some of the demon generals uh, made sure not to cross her. She was wow. so powerful that she essentially thought that she was going to get to marry Sargeras or something and become a cosmic goddess. Uh, plans didn't quite work out because the Burning Legion was turned away in what we call the War of the Ancients. Again, this is where uh, people like Illidan and Malfurion and a whole bunch of other characters come into play that helped to drive away the demons. Uh, actually, uh, using the Dragon Soul, uh, which we have that weapon in uh, Hearthstone that uh, was initially, in fact, created by Deathwing and used to betray the other dragons, uh, but it was used to help to suck all the other demons back through a portal and destroyed the Well of Eternity. Because again, this here's that Well of Eternity again. This is that spot where Yasharaj was yanked out. It was so full of arcane power. This is what the Night Elf Empire drew on for a lot of their arcane power. And they pummeled the depths, increasing more and more power. Uh, that's actually what attracted the demons to it in the first place. Uh, but now everything has exploded. The world is uh, shattering. This is, in fact, what we call the shattering. Uh, and uh, Or the sundering, rather, I should say. It's the sundering. And so the big, glorious capital city of Zinashari is right on the edge of the Well of Eternity that has just exploded, and it's sinking down. There's a lot of drowning elves right now. Uh, several of the rebels, uh, who again include our favorite night elf uh, heroes, 
uh, are they make it to dry land and stuff. Uh, they're protected by the wilds and everything. However, Queen Azara and the nobles, who are called the Highborn, these are the night elves who were not into the Druidism at all. They look down at them as backwards hippies. Uh, these are the ones who are the high-powered arcane sorcerers here. Uh, they're all drowning, going deep into this sinking water where the land is collapsing around them. There's nowhere to swim to. They're all down. And Azara... Uh, is approached by a little fish. A little fish that is a manifestation of Nazoth. And this is where our little uh, Battlegrounds uh, minion comes into play. If anyone has ever wondered, why do we have a fish as part of Nazoth's Battleground hero ability? It's because this fish is just a tiny little fraction of Nazoth's uh, power manifesting into the world. And Nazoth and Azara come to a little deal. Uh, he initially says that she's going to be a servant. But she still has a lot of her guile and charisma, even while literally drowning. And she's not going to just be desperate and completely take him up on the order. She manages to negotiate that she's not going to be a slave to Nazoth. She's going to be his queen. It's like the whole being uh, the demon queen didn't quite work out, so now she's going to content herself with being the the old god's queen. How, uh, can I can I ask you a question? Though? Like he, yes. Yeah, I mean, I understand. Like the, the you paint a, a vivid picture, right? So the world is collapsing. We're underwater. Everybody's dying, and like the little fishy swims up, red glowy eyes. It's like uh, <laughs> you uh, want to buy a funnel cake, uh, <laughs> but no, it's like hey, you uh, want to not die and be the queen instead <laughs> well, I yeah, mean, essentially so uh, okay yeah i i, I you know I, i've always seen this like the fish of nazoth in battlegrounds and had just no clue like why a fish like it, it it never dawned on me and so it just goes to show right that hearthstone has such a rich uh backstory in lore if you know what you're looking for or if you you know you go behind the scenes because you could play you know how many people play battlegrounds all the time without ever knowing any of this and just be like well that's kind of weird that they picked the fish but okay <laughs> um and so yeah okay okay so well, that makes sense and so in this picture here we see um the the queen underwater essentially like talking to the fish but this is like she can't like breathe underwater or anything, can she? I mean, uh, I guess like she's Nizoth a. is briefly giving her like a pause on the death to talk and make the deal. Uh, but actually, initially, when she tries talking back to him, uh, he briefly withholds, and she's suddenly drowning for a little bit. Has that slight panic, but because he just wanted to show her uh, before uh, solidifying the deal that yeah, you know, I could. I could let you drown here, just reminding you of that factor. Uh, but yeah, no, so, power so she move. has a little bit of a pause uh, right? There. Yeah, power move, exactly. Okay. Well, and, and uh, I don't want to go too far off topic, but like, for those of you watching the video version or watching this live, like you'll see here on the screen, one of the pictures is from the cinematic in World of Warcraft. There's the card from Battlegrounds. And then the third picture there is actually a screenshot from the uh, Voyage to the Sunken City cinematic. Like it's like a blink and you'll miss it. But like, I, I mean, we can get into predictions later, but like 
they have not announced Nazoth yet or little fishy Nazoth yet, but like maybe the writing's on the wall. <laughs> so anyways, all right, carry on, carry on. Yeah. Um. So it also Goliath, like you were saying, she, she has must have some amazing, like a, either way with words or just like prowess herself she has because 20s on her charisma score constantly <laughs> yeah because if if she's like in the clutches of death and he controls her fate and yet she still negotiates from you will do my bidding and be my slave to you will be my queen like that's that's a really big swing there mm-hmm. like that is, that's, that's a- wild her logic essentially goes that you can let me die but then there'll be no one to help you out at all, and you'll be down here as the god of nothing. Uh, that that that's literally her words there, the god of nothing. And be, because he shows her this vision of the Black Empire in its glory day, a horrible glory, uh, and goes like, "I am a god, and serve me." And and she's like, "No." I'll be the queen. It's she. She she is very much banking on uh, what Dazoth wants, uh, rather than just be desperate for her own life here. And so, as a result, uh, she and all of the highborns, like the the powerful sorcerer aristocrats who are drowning along with her, are all transformed into the Naga, and the Naga are Nizoth's principal servants here. So all the other old gods have uh, have their little bug minions, uh, the Mantid for Yasharaj, the uh, Silithid uh, and Karaji for Cthun, and the Nerubians for Yaxaran, but uh, Nizoth breaks the mold here. He prefers the sneaky fish people to bugs. And well, he's, he's... I, I would probably prefer that too. Well, and Nizoth is underwater, right? So when we see the card like Nizoth, God of the Deep, and where they all kind mm-hmm. of land, okay, Nizoth is underwater, and so it, it, I, I suppose it makes sense somehow that these uh, now elves are underwater, and now they need to be some kind of like fish people, kind of. So right, so not so that they can survive now. Right. Uh, and and so we see the artwork here, the artwork on the screen for those of you listening to to the audio version. We've got the uh, the new hero uh, portrait, the mage skin for Queen um, Ashara. Ashara, yeah. And then the card, the the um, neutral legendary card, and you can compare kind of the before and after of uh, the, I guess, elf form versus the Naga form. And then in this kind of in the background a little bit. You, I, I guess what we see here, and I think Goliath could probably describe it, but this is her still kind of floating in, in the water, but but Nizoth is, I, I guess you would say, like, presenting a, a vision to her? Of, yes, it, it's, of, it's a vision like, of this the is, Black Empire. Okay, okay. Oh, this, like you were saying, and it's terrible glory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. With all the crazy tentacles everywhere, and she's like... Exactly. Okay. He's flexing for her. <laughs> <laughs> All this as that could be yours, as far as the eye can see. Yes, everything the darkness touches. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What and about so- that bright place? You must never go there. <laughs> That's so good. That's so good. 
Well, yeah. So, so this is a big change, right? So it's changed in appearance mm-hmm. and stuff. And then not only her, but you were saying the uh, her her people essentially, right? Turned from yeah. their uh, are are now the new race uh, called Naga. Absolutely, that is where they come from, and that's about all we're going to go in for now. If you want to learn more about Naga. Tune in to our next episode where they are going to be a major focus, but we can't spend too much time dwelling on this right now because uh, this is just a Nazoth step two right here. We, uh, we, we've got more uh, Nazoth plans that have to come unfolding where he's going to bring everything together in, uh, in a big attempt right now to fully go on and take over the world no not take over the world bring about what is called the hour of twilight the end of all things the goal of the old gods to have everything destroyed and corrupted but first (laughs) nate yeah all right we've got a song we've got a song here and for those of you not familiar we've done many uh parody songs over the years uh goliath has done some phenomenal ones and uh oh yeah has has one for you here tonight so we're just gonna we're gonna take a brief intermission and play the song and then we will uh, continue with the rest of our story of nizoth so here you're in for a treat let me uh just just play it right now i just need to uh scroll up in our chat a tiny bit here you go As I walk through the halls of Nihilo, the sleeping city, I take a look at my mind. And I see there's nothing pretty, cause I've been mind blasted and banned so long. And all the old gods know my mind is gone. Yes, Shiraj might be dead, but his heart still holds our power. And the Shah are always looking for new rage to devour. You better watch how you're talking and where you're walking. Or your pride, fear, and hatred will see your last squawking. The seven-headed god might have had the greatest girth. But others are still buried down in the earth. Fool, Cthulhu, and this madness are down in that garage. But break apart your mind, reassemble it like a collage. Been spending most our lives living in the old gods' paradise. Power costs a heavy price living in the old gods' paradise. The tentacles and many highs living in the old gods' paradise. Filled with horrific sights, living in the old gods' paradise. Thrust from the void with these abominations, beings of pure madness, craving domination, enslaving elementals, spawning the faces. No rhyme and no raising to their goals, destructive and aimless. Yucks around the beast with a thousand maws. The god of death drains your hope, leaves you without a single cause. Spreading nightmares to the dreams and making flesh and stone, no one can comprehend them. Their full rapper unknown. God of the deep lies down in the blackest sea, turning night elves into Naga to break him free. Nizar was the weakest but the longest surviving, with secret blaze of power and pawns so conniving. Why were we so blind to see this madness reveals every truth to me? Then spending most our lives living in the old God's paradise. Nothing that is sanctified living in the old gods' paradise. 
We all moan and agonize Living in the old God's paradise Twilight time is sacrifice Living in the old God's paradise Nile of the race, return and black empire Aiming for the hour of twilight to transpire The Huna aiming to spread rotten pestilence around And it seems Alatav keeps on wanting to be found Mantid, Nerubians, Karaji, and Dekir Elemental beings and horrific nightmares Corrupted dragons, cultists, mighty forces encompassed It's clear to me what the inevitable result is Then spending most our lives living in the old god's paradise no point in no more lights living in the old god's paradise. The body's reach enormous heights living in the old god's paradise. There's no days and endless nights living in the old god's paradise. Why will we so blind to see this madness reveals every truth to me? Tell me why were we so blind to see This madness reveals every truth to me Well done. That was so good. That was so good. <laughs> Thank you. What's crazy? That's incredible. That is incredible. Uh, That's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> to record, like to write it and record it like immediately before the show tonight is even more impressive. <laughs> and uh, I love it. So um, that's amazing. They, yeah, there's some elements in there we're going to touch on exactly what, uh, what I'm talking about and some of that and other well we're gonna have to wait until the other two old god episodes so hey all right okay so foreshadowing right okay so we now are picking up in the um i guess the the cataclysm and a, a fight now and uh, there's there's some deathwing and some of the elementals and so let's uh let's bring that up here Right. So we're uh, we're skipping quite a bit of time here, over 10,000 years to uh, the modern time and uh, all the way up past the first few expansions of Warcraft. So where the situation currently stands is uh, back in the uh, vanilla World of Warcraft, the classic stuff, near the end of that, uh, the adventurers, the forces of Azeroth, uncovered Cthune and managed to defeat it. Again, we're just going to, we'll talk more about that another time in the Cthune episode. And then later on, uh, during the fight against the Lich King, uh, they happened to stumble upon Yogg-Saron's place, and Yogg-Saron ended up getting defeated. And so Nizoth is kind of the only old god left right now. Uh, and he sees that this is the time, like, I uh, want to make sure that not too much time passes because it's clear that the creatures on Nazareth are capable of defeating old gods. Really don't want that to happen to me, so let's strike first. And, as a bonus, 
the world is weak right now because everyone is exhausted from defeating the endless armies of the Undead Scourge and Lich King. I mean, there, there's some heavy losses that were taken there, and so if you're going to strike, strike at a wounded target. Uh, this is where he gathers all of the pawns into play so far. Deathwing is infused with even more old god power than ever before. So much so that it even further starts to tear his body apart, which is why it always looks like, you know, your Deathwing is bleeding lava or something. And, uh, Dizoth, uh, sends uh, another key element that we haven't quite touched on yet, but, uh, the Twilight's Hammer cultists are a group that of fanatical old god worshippers who want to bring about the end of all things. Uh, we briefly mentioned some of this aspect back in our Stormwind episode when we talked about Dark Bishop Benedictus, uh, who was mm -hmm. one of the uh, members there. Uh, Cho Gall is the leader of the Twilight's Hammer, uh, who is the one who wields the Hammer of Twilight, so that we have our little card up here on the screen. And so... Uh, Twilight's Hammer are one of the big uh, forces that Nizoth has in terms of, like, you know, basically a personal uh, army in that regard. Uh, and he sends some of them to go down and uh, put some, bolt some metal plates onto Deathwing to try to hold them together. Like, uh, like, like riveting a band-aid onto your skin or something. Like, very painful, but but it's keeping him together. It's it's doing the job. It's the uh, it's the the WD forty and uh, wrench and everything. The duct tape. It's the duct tape that keeps Deathwing together. That's great. Well, you had mentioned in in the lore episode last time of the Black Dragon fight that he's like right. He's trying to contain pure chaos, and there's just so much like energy and destruction trying to like burst out from inside that he's like literally falling apart. Yeah, his body's tearing itself apart. It's it's it's, uh, it's not it's not a healthy uh, dragon physiology, frankly. It, it's very it's like analogous to like it's it's like Darth Vader, right? You you, mm -hmm. you know, becoming a Sith Lord, body is breaking apart. You gotta gotta uh, uh, add on some uh, spare parts here to uh, keep <laughs> things together. Yeah, that's I a fair we comparison. About old gods, not gnomes. <laughs> <laughs> old gods gnomes uh, jedi sith whatever <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah so deathwing is essentially going to be like the the grand general who's coordinating all of nizoth's other forces so some of the other aces in the hole that nizoth has is he's going to pull out those enslaved elemental lords again uh now two of them don't follow along. Neptalon and Therizane managed to uh, break the binds that shackled them to the old god's will over the centuries, uh, and so they don't want to be controlled. But Ragnaros and Alakir, our old buddies, happen to be more aggressive, let's say, and they're not even so much that they have to, but they want to work with Nizoth anyway, because he promises them a free world of chaos to rule over and destruction as they see fit. Uh, with, uh, you know, the, you can put volcanoes anywhere that you want. You can have huge tempest winds with nothing to get in the way, and, you know, that sort of stuff. Um... 
And so they are all sent to do uh, little missions of their own. The Naga are sent out, actually, because, well, Neptalon not obeying Nazoth is a bit of a problem. So the Naga are sent to go and try to uh, constrain him there and take over the elemental plane of water. And basically, there's a whole bunch of different plots and plans that Nazoth puts into play, and only one of them needs to work in order for the Hour of Twilight to be brought about. Miraculously, because we are player characters, uh, we are able to stop every single one of them. Stop uh, Nazoth from using the Naga to uh, take over the area called Veshir, where they're posing the threat to Neptalon. Um, we're able to stop Ragnaros from burning down Mount Hygel, uh, which is a very strong uh, druidic area with lots of wild gods and stuff. Uh, and Alakir is attempting to seize the Forge of Origination from the Tolvir, who you may remember from Old Doom, uh, Secrets of Old Doom. This is that area right here that uh, Alakir is uh, causing some trouble in and essentially trying to sees this thing that the Titans built that can completely destroy all life on Azeroth as a reset button if there's too much corruption. Um, but, you know, make it old gods so that instead destroys everything and spreads corruption. And so that there's all of these different plans. You know, Twilight's Hammer is doing their thing. We managed to stop all of them and eventually take down Deathwing himself, finally, uh, in the big final raid of the expansion. And during that time, uh, as the last is chapter, Nazoth pumps Deathwing even more full of the crazy, destructive, chaotic power, and he just looks even crazier than he does on any of the art right here. If if you do the final raid, we don't have any images of this particular, but uh, he's That's just where like he is power incarnate. Kind of, yeah. Like, like he, he's even more lava and stuff that, that you see him here. And, like, den lava mixed with old god tendrils and all that. But, uh, that's all taken care of. And Nazoth is, um, he's kind of lost a lot of powerful allies here. The Twilight's uh, Hammer Cult is still a thing, but severely reduced in power. A lot of the leaders are gone. Um... The Elemental Lords are both taken out, uh, and there's no one in charge of the Fire Air Elementals for quite some time, actually. Uh, and Deathwing is down, but the Naga is still around. So, you know, Queen Ajara didn't take a personal hand in any of this, so uh, she is still very much available. And uh, she is kind of what Nazoth is going to rely on for the next stage here, as uh, backup plan in order to get loose. Uh, so, right now, we are going to jump forward a few more Warcraft expansions to the island nation of Kul'Tiris. Uh, the Kul'Tirans are a very naval-focused uh, nation. Uh, in fact, this is where Jaina Proudmoore is from. Her father was the Grand Admiral Dalis Proudmoore of the nation of Kul'Tiris. And there are several houses of Kul'Tiris, you know, noble houses that kind of specialize in different things. Uh, one of them is called House Stormsong, and they have their specialty with what's called the Tide Sages. Uh, these are 
kind of shaman-esque like uh, priests who bless all the ships of the cults here in Navy and make them especially seaworthy, uh, who have a special control over the tides. Um, and they are led by Lord Stormsong. But uh, again, similar to how there's the whole, when you have a strong link with something, and that has a connection with evil, that's how they got Deathwing. Nizoth and Queen Ashara are going to use that to influence how Stormsong and the Tide Sages. And uh, we can see it with our little picture right here. Um, Stormsong ends up growing some tentacles uh, when he pledges himself to Queen Ashara. And uh, we have many of them are turned into what's called Kathir. Uh, so we have that card. And uh, let's see, can't remember, which expansion did that card come out in? Uh, Dark Moon Race, or Madness at the Dark Moon Fair. Ah, uh, of course, that I think makes sense, because that, that was a very old God-themed expansion. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I remember a lot of a lot of people, no one ever paid much attention to this card as a card, but when I saw it, I'm like, ah, yeah, that's uh, that's one of the more recent uh, creations of the old gods. Uh, basically, uh, corrupted humans that are kind of semi-turned into faceless. Not quite faceless, but uh, it's uh, it's Nazoth's latest branding attempt, I suppose. <laughs> uh, it's like, okay, let, let, let's see if I can come up with a new look here. Um, he just watched the Pirates of the Caribbean films, and he was like, <laughs> Davy Jones. Yes. That's the aesthetic I'm looking for. Nailed yes, it. exactly. Uh, so um, there's a whole quest that you go through in, when you're playing the Battle for Azeroth expansion of World of Warcraft about uncovering what has happened with the Tide Sages and taking out uh, Lord Stormsong and helping to rescue the fleet because Queen Ajara has trapped the entire Kul'Tiran fleet in this eternal storm. But uh, once uh, once this is dealt with, and uh, Lady Janet Proudmore actually ends up becoming the Grand Admiral of uh, the nation of Kul'Tiris, uh, following in the footsteps of her father, then she is able to use the power that helps to bring the fleet home and out of that store that storm where they can in turn aid the alliance in, uh, in ongoing conflicts um and so that was that was one of uh, nazoth and ashara's uh plans they were trying to get control of the fleet there didn't quite work but lashara has more to come uh because there is another stage a bit later on in the expansion uh there is this knife that uh, we meet. This actually is uh, was originally a weapon that uh, priests wielded back in the Legion expansion. Her name is Zalatath, and no one knows exactly what she is. It's called the Blade of the Black Empire. All the way from there, there have been theories that maybe she is like a sentient part of an old god that was kind of you know torn off of the body and has amazing power. Maybe she's even another old god or old god-like creature that is imprisoned in this knife. No one really knows for sure what she is, but she's made a deal with Nazoth. Because she wants to get out of this dagger that she's stuck in. Because so far all she can do is, throughout history, uh, like 
trick and manipulate people into wielding her to do all sorts of evil stuff. But uh, she's still just stuck as a dagger. So she manages to manipulate whatever your player character is into gathering several important artifacts that will help to uh, get them out of the hands of Naga, who are going to try to create this huge storm that will encompass all of Azeroth. Uh, but one of the things that happens is what one of these relics is called the Void Stone. It's being wielded by this high elf sorceress, and you kill her, and Zalatath decides that she's going to take over that body. So that's our little image here. Oh. She's like, ah, it's been so long since I had a mortal form. Uh, you know, being something aside from just a knife. So that is, she essentially is reanimating this corpse and taking it over. And she's like, hmm, I look good. <laughs> like she, she essentially <laughs> like says that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she's like, hmm, the appearance is pleasing, is it not? Uh, so... Else. that's great hey so in hearthstone where this presents itself because i you know before the show we were chatting and i was like oh what i, I wish i could find a picture for this. this is not in hearthstone you're like actually it is in hearthstone uh so this is one of the treasures that you get from queen um ashara ashara uh, right so so you know five treasures um you know are are buried into your deck and you have to dredge them up and this is one of them here and so without you know again without knowing the story behind it you just think oh well this is kind of cool but like wow this is really rich so uh, it's super cool yeah each of those treasures has uh something behind it again we're gonna go over that in the special dedicated lore episode but uh zalatath here is the only one that has a mind of her own and uh, manages to manipulate the player character, again, whoever you are, whatever you are, into bringing all of these artifacts down into as an area deep beneath Stormsong Valley in Kul Tiras called the Shrine of Storms, where there is a little bit of Nazoth that seems to be there. That's the eye image that we're looking at right there. And uh, in exchange, uh, it's like these uh, things are brought that help to empower Nazoth somewhat. And in return, he severs her bond to the dagger. She just kind of goes, opens up this void portal, says, hey, I know we're going to meet again. And disappears, and she hasn't been in the game uh, as to this point, but she'll be back at some point. We just have no clue what what she is, what she's planning. Um, but, you know, it can't be any good. Uh, <laughs> we're just going to have to see for that. But at this point, that means the dagger is still here, but it's empty. And the Horde ends up picking this up and delivering it to their warchief, Sylvanas, who happens to have some very sinister cosmic scale plans going on here about orchestrating a war and trying to create as much death as possible so that she can fuel this evil death god, and that's a whole other story here. <laughs> uh, it's been in, from the, the Shadowlands expansion that's actually just wrapping up as we're recording this. Um, but basically, uh, she arranges that uh zalatath the the dagger again it's empty right now is brought to queen ajara and 
The Horde and Alliance kind of end up shipwrecked and trapped in Nashatar, which is the capital city of the Naga that they built around the ruins of the sunken city of Zinashari, a.k.a. where the next expansion is taking place. Yeah. And uh, again, we're not going to go into everything that happens there, but essentially what we get, and this is stuff that's on our next slide here, uh, is that Queen Azara, uh, this is all part of her plan, where she manipulates them into chasing her down and powering up this ancient titan artifact uh, with, with what is called the Heart of Azeroth. Essentially, it's something from the world soul of Azeroth itself. That's an entire mechanic in, uh, in that expansion where you're like powering it up, absorbing this thing called Azerite, which is the blood of the world, etc. A whole other tangent. But essentially, Shara tricks uh, the Alliance and Horde into powering up the Titan device that opens Nazoth's cage. And Nazoth gets loose. No, no, no. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yep. So uh, what? Get the whisper. Got an old god that is fully out, fully on the loose right now. This is a problem. Yeah. And it just so happens that no one knows where Nazoth is. They scour the whole world, can't find it. Turns out help comes from uh an unexpected place. Rathian. Huh. Uh who you guys remember who Rathian is from last time, right? Oh yes, oh yes, yeah. Uh -huh. And our and our new mercenary friend too. So this is uh one yeah. of you know the the youngest of the of the black dragon flight, right? Uh, who is yeah. our, our our little whelp? <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, and he uh, has now matured out of being a whelp. He's more like a, a juvenile Drake at this point. So he's he's kind of more <laughs> of a teenage dragon than a baby dragon. Um. Uh, but he thankfully has grown a little bit wiser because he honestly made a lot of really stupid mistakes that <laughs> resulted in, uh, like, he was trying to fix everything. Uh, and, oh, I accidentally set events into motion that are going to result in the demonic army invading. My bad. Uh, Oops. But now he's a bit smarter. He is determined to avoid the fate that fell his father, Deathwing, and studying how to stop the corruption of Nazoth. Uh, and so he becomes a major ally. Like, he is the expert. He studied up on this stuff. He wrote his doctorate thesis on preventing Nazoth corruption here and uh, sets up headquarters in a little area called the Chamber of the Heart, which is actually where the Heart of Azeroth comes from. And they come to the conclusion that by using the power of that Forge of Origination that we talked about a bit earlier before that mm -hmm. uh, Nizoth wanted to actually get a control of, because remember, its purpose is that it purges corruption. They discover that what they can do, uh, this is all on the next slide, by the way, uh, what they can do is if they can find a way to beam this power directly into Nazoth's home of Nyalotha, the sleeping <laughs> city, which is what I referenced in the song. Uh, mm -hmm. This is, in fact, not... It is sometimes referred to as the sunken city 
but it's not so much a physical place as like a plane of existence where Nazoth exists free in his entirety, where the Black Empire is in its fullness, and Nazoth wants to merge the two worlds together to draw the real world into his horrific vision of what he wants the world to be. In fact, horrific visions are a little uh, minigame thing that you play at this point in the game where uh, in order to build up your resistance and resistance of a uh, special cloak that is your protection from Nazoth's influence, uh, you go into these corruptions of how he envisions Stormwind and Orgrimmar, which is our uh, top image right here of uh, Nazoth's image of a corrupted Stormwind, where Everybody is like a Kathir or driven mad and you have to fight them. Even some of the people who you know as allies in the real world, you have to fight their twisted forms that how they would be like if Nazoth had his way with them. And uh, this is something for both Alliance and Horde type of characters in both Stormwind and Orgrimmar. Uh, but after all of that resistance is built up, uh, you manage to be able to go into what is the final raid of that expansion, Nihilotha. No longer the sleeping city, the waking city. That, that, that's a problem. It's a problem <laughs> that it's waking up. Uh -oh. and, uh, and the essential goal is that you have to set up these, kind of like you uh, shoot, kind of like it, you're placing mirrors so you can angle a laser to hit a target. Yeah, you basically go through Nihilotha in the raid, setting up these special Titan uh, reflectors that will angle the beam from the Forge of Origination to hit Nazoth square right in his heart, in his, uh, uh, in his mind even. And Rathian manages to use the empty Zalatath dagger to cut straight through Nazoth's body. It's the only weapon that can damage him. And so that, that's where a part of the plan comes in, too. That's why it was important that we talked about Zalatath here. Yeah. Without that dagger, Nazoth could never be defeated. Uh, so thanks to Rathian's knowledge uh, and Nazoth's uh, vulnerability to that dagger. By the way, I should mention that during this raid, uh, you also encounter Queen Azara. You defeat her in that one raid where she manages to trick you into freeing Nazoth, but he uh, retrieved her, revived her, Turns out that she actually wasn't a fan of Nazoth the whole time. Uh, her ultimate plan was to free him so that she could use the dagger to kill him herself and therefore be free from any ties to Nazoth. Or so she says. That's assuming that she's not just lying and manipulating us as a last-ditch effort. And so, yeah, she actually gets away, and she's on the loose now. Um, we have no clue where Queen Natara is either, as uh, as we currently uh, speak. But, uh, yeah, yeah, that image right there is when uh, Nazoth uh, revived her. She's like, <gasps> uh, because it's, you know, like uh, like getting old god CPR, essentially. Ah. <laughs> uh... um, just, I assume, not a pleasant experience. <laughs> no. <laughs> and Nazoth figured out what she was onto, and she's actually being tortured, and you actually rescue her, ironically enough, uh, when she gives you Zalatath. And then you go in and um, finally cut through Nazoth's uh, body, the carapace, get right into his mind, fight and keep your sanity, and 
finally, uh, your allies back in the heart of the chamber managed to beam that right in there. And that's our image down there uh, from the short little cinematic at the end of the raid uh, where it's just completely destroying it. And uh, because it's that intense power, Nizoth is utterly destroyed. All of Nyalotha is utterly destroyed as a plane of existence. Um, we, we do have one little more cameo at the end that's something that takes place in the raid uh, because we have our old buddy from Old Doom, Ra, uh, who, again, I, I, I love the Moku Cultist card just because it got this guy in. Frankly, I think with the new Colossal Minion type, that would probably be a good way to get more of like his fellow Ooh. Titan Keepers in as cards with how you know, powerful and impressive they are. That might be good for, uh, for a custom card contest at some point, honestly. Hmm. But uh, yeah, Ra essentially was uh, one of the allies that you recruit in order to uh, help to fight against uh, Nazoth's corruption, figure out what's going on. But he got pulled into Nyalotha while he was trying to defend it and actually succumbed to Nazoth's corruption because he, he'd been dealing with severe depression beforehand anyway uh, for reasons that we don't have time to get into. It's this whole story connected with the Thunder King, Lei Shen, who, you know, there's that shaman skin and everything mm -hmm. and a whole bunch of Mogu stuff. Uh, but essentially, Nizad was only just, uh, no, sorry, Ra was only just starting to stave off that depression, and then you get pulled into the realm of just everything bad, and Nizad takes over, and he becomes corrupted, and you have to defeat him. Uh, so he is one of the bosses in that raid on your way to completely defeating Nizad. Uh, but yeah, that is essentially what, uh... The, the story of this particular old god right here. He was the one who hung back and had, did, did the opportune strikes. Um, maybe there's a strategy in Hearthstone that you could compare that to. Uh, not, the vocabulary is escaping me right now. But, but he played the long game. Attrition. Made a few gambles. What? Attrition. A deck yeah, of attrition, attrition. Right? Yep, he played a game of attrition there. And... Uh, they didn't quite pan out because, like, almost succeeded so many times, but the the heroes of Azeroth managed to hold him back every time because player characters. Um, <laughs> uh, we, we, we are so lucky we have plot armor. Azeroth <laughs> would be screwed multiple times over at these uh, dark forces. But yeah, that is the story of Nizoth. Uh, we'll get into more details about his Naga minions, what they were like beforehand, what they're kind of doing a bit more outside Nizoth's influence. Uh, some of them uh, kind of break away a little bit and help Illidan out. There are others who, you know, like Nizoth isn't a thing anymore. What are they doing now? So we can touch on a few more of those topics and all the other cool under the sea stuff from Voyage to the Sunken City next time. Yeah. Um, so before we kind of call it a wrap on Nizoth, um, I, I know that, you know, obviously the, the player character, you know, kills Nizoth and the, the blaze of glory. Is it possible, you know, that Nizoth might still be alive, be it through some sort of like offshoot, like the fish of Nizoth uh, living and then kind of sprouting from that and that kind of 
chaos developing still Nazoth. You know what? Like you said, he's had so many plans in motion to try and, you know, take over. Is it possible that he's still there or is it kind of like a definitive no, like you, you, you got him at the seed, like he's you got him at the roots, like you pulled the roots out, like he's he's gone. That is the most likely thing because okay. this thing, old gods are extremely difficult to kill. Uh, it is very likely that, you know, for ones like uh, Cthune and Yavsaran, who were kind of de- defeated in a more conventional way while still in their prisons, mm-hmm. it's very likely they're just kind of knocked back into a more comatose state and could revive at some point. Nazoth was free from the prison and in another plane of existence that was all his own when he was utterly obliterated by a beam created by the Titans specifically for the purpose of eliminating corruption. So if if anything is going to kill Nazoth, that will very likely do it. (laughs) That doesn't mean that the world is free from old god influence, though. It's entirely possible that at some point... There could be some place where old god souls go, like uh, like pockets of the void, and then eventually they'll all come back stronger than before if we ever get a return to the Black Empire expansion or something like that. Never fully discount that an old god is completely gone, out of action and not a direct threat for now at least. But uh, if anything was going to take him out, that should do it. But we can't say for 100% sure. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Everybody's homework assignment. Go watch the movie Fallen with with uh, Denzel Washington and then report back. Okay. And we can have a conversation some other time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to spoil it, but uh, I, it, our conversation got me thinking about it. And there's some uh, analogy here. So, so anyways. Um, cool. Well, I'm anxious to pick your brain about... Uh, Many many things Sunken City related, but I suppose we probably should wait on some of those things uh, until we do that particular lore episode and wait until they, we get the rest of the cards um, revealed to see uh, if there are any other last-minute surprises in store for us. So we've got four more days from today until the rest of the cards are revealed. And so um, still holding out for Nazoth or the fish of Nazoth, but I can see it. Uh, it's so late in the game with such a major yeah, character. I think that we are very likely to get a uh, mini set that focuses a bit more on Nazoth and the Nihilotha elements of things, mm-hmm. largely because since mini sets uh, so far, like the, the expansion of a general theme, all of this Nihilotha stuff happens directly after all of the Naga and Queen Azara stuff in World of Warcraft, where, you know, it gets released and everything. So, I think it's possible they could decide to go that route. Maybe they'll decide something else. This is my current working theory at the moment, because as you pointed out before, we did get the fish in the teaser. There's probably something going on there. Yeah, yeah. I had to go back and I had to go back and watch the um the the trailer again and and to see did they did they sneak it in there cuz I remember it's it's if you go to the Play Hearthstone website, you have to scroll a little bit but like the fish is is there like it's it's just hanging out like they do things too intentionally to uh you know, 
they're not just gonna they're not just gonna like leave it there for flavor and not use it like they could use it later Mm -hmm. uh like 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 Minnie said it's so late in the game that it'd be it'd almost be a little bit weird if they're like by the way uh day of you know the giant card reveal new nazoth surprise (laughs) although they could and 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 I think just hearing the, the story that that Goliath told us tonight too, it's possible that in in the big card dump, we get the fish of Nazoth, and you know the the fish of Nazoth uh, talking to to the the Naga Queen is kind of what eventually brought Nazoth back out, right? So, that would make sense for a mini set, yeah. And actually, you know what? Set. We yeah. we keep talking about colossal plus six that would take up the whole board. Nazoth could be a neutral colossal with all of those tendrils and everything that just take up that the would entire be amazing. That that's exactly what I'm thinking. Exactly what I'm thinking. Oh my goodness. All right, all right, prediction. Oh my old god. Right. All right. Yes, pr- predictions uh th- these are these are spicy hot takes here. I love it. I think if it it makes it's, so much sense though. It does. Instead of oh my yog, it'll be oh my Nazoth. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I'm 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 really excited for uh for a lot of this stuff. And uh yeah, we, we actually do one of the warlock legendaries that has been revealed as we speak is a faceless old god minion that uh has some uh, connections uh w- between the uh Naga and the Nazoth stuff, so that's another possible tendril clue that we have there. I'm excited. All right, cool. Well, I think that pretty much wraps it up for our lore episode for tonight. Are there any other kind of final hot takes or or any any other last minute things before we we kind of uh, sh- shift gears and wrap things up? Uh, nothing from me. I think that we've uh, we've summed up things pretty well. I'm happy if there's any uh, clarifications that need to be made about uh, Nazoth or whatnot. But uh, he is he, is a really cool. Really cool god, the the master manipulator, the puppet master. Uh, such a, a great character that was constantly, people were theorizing about who Nazoth was, where Nazoth was, when we would see Nazoth. But here's the fun thing. I, uh, you guys may have heard this before, but Hearthstone is the first time we got to see what Nazoth looks like. Yes. Before, long before it was ever, Warcraft uh, had to do its design based off of how the Hearthstone artist chose to depict Nazoth when he finally appeared as a raid boss, which I just find so cool that uh, that element, that that key thing that Hearthstone played in contributing to Nazoth's lore. Yeah, that's, awesome. that's so cool to be able to uh, yeah unveil the i you know the character the artwork before it was in the game even like I, it's just incredible so yeah i love it that's that's awesome hearing this story and even just so many of the um like emotes from the nazoth uh uh hero portrait with the whisper chaos comes he whispers and you know mm-hmm. weaving that that kind of grima worm tongue style like yes. corruption just like so many pieces are falling into place. And as I play now more with the Nazoth hero card, which I will, of course, be re-equipping. <laughs> Same. I will do that, too. Uh, it, it'll just, like, I'll, I'll be thinking back to this, like, constantly throughout. And 
I'm even more excited. You can bet we're going to get some great back and forth between when a player has the Nazoth hero card and when someone has the new Ashara one. Oh, that's going to be great. We're going to have I some custom wait. lines for that, guaranteed. Oh, we're going to have to test that out. That's going to be fun. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and and okay, so if you could, there's a bunch of websites, but you can um you can play all all the sounds here and there are so many uh special triggers here. Um sacrifice. Oh my goodness, that's super loud. Is that loud for you guys? Uh oh. that was a little loud for me, yes. Uh but that that's when you use the hero power that uh taps your life. Yeah. Yeah, he has uh, he has a few different uh, interactions. Remember, he has one with uh, the Thunder King, where he talks about uh, like he calls him a child of the Titans um, because you know he's he has that connection. The Titans are diametrically opposed. Uh, mm -hmm. He has a special one with Garrosh because Garrosh had that thing where he absorbed the heart of Yasharaj. We talked about last time. Yes. He's like, our gifts are not your weapons, War Chief. Uh, and it's like, he, he, ha he has some great ones. There we go. Yeah, okay, okay. So you, you know. Long have I whispered to you? He's not in the death Such gifts I bestowed on your people, your queen. That's that's for Lady Vosh. And then yeah. and then here's uh which makes sense because she's a Naga, and then here's for Deathwing. Uh -huh. Worldbreaker. You heard my call in the deep. Mm-hmm. So now you know where all of those come from. That These is so bad. And the sleeping city shall awaken. That's Nihilotha, the waking city. My hand is full. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we all know what that one means. Back to sleep. Actually, that makes sense. Like all of these make sense now when you when you listen to um the uh you mean even this like back to sleep or uh very cool very cool oh yeah and hey hey th these are so perfect like okay so so just I imagine this right uh queen of charge underwater can't breathe little fishy comes up i can save you from what is to come these oh my are... gosh that's perfect <laughs> Yes, frequently throughout the raid, Nazoth keeps trying to address you, the player champion, as his champion, saying, No, come, you know, give in, fight for me. There's an even greater evil coming than me, and only I can protect you from it. It's like constantly saying that sort of thing, trying to bestow his gift upon you. Uh, which you uh can choose to either keep or get cleansed. There were some players who, uh, like, considered themselves to be agents of Nazoth and, like, kept, like, the little, uh, purple eye on their forehead throughout the game. Oh, that's cool, too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, here we go. Welcome, my devoted chosen. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. All right, all right, all right, but here's, here's the greatest one of all. Yo, 
Pirate Day, it's yes. From pirate Day. <laughs> I forgot about Pirate Day. Oh. They all have one. Yo ho oh, ho ho. <laughs> oh, I love it. These are great. These are great. Right, we could play these all night long. But uh yeah. awesome, awesome. Well, hey, this this was this was great. Thank you so much for sharing the story with us. I cannot wait until uh we get to learn even more and see what else is in, in store for um right there with you. I can't wait to tell it. Absolutely. All right. Well, let us transition real quick towards towards the end of the show. I do want to touch on our our uh, weekly listener challenge here. So, uh, Sheep, if you would please do the honors. Absolutely. So last week's challenge was in honor of Hydra, um, who we dearly miss, um, to make three of the same minion. That's the same card art. So you know, doppelganger. Sorry, uh, you know, has has to also have the the same, not gold or gold, whichever. So exact same card, same stats, same minion, everything. Uh, so three of the same, making a Hydra, and of course the tiebreaker is stats. And you know, I kicked it off with a desert hair, <laughs> you know, just three one ones, and. Our winner this week had a, a little bit higher than than one one, and our winner this week is Mickle with three Shutterwalks of seventy two eighty one. Ah, good old Mickle. He's a rather consistent champion around here. Absolutely, and we saw this was actually some pretty uh, pretty good competition here because looking in, uh, in in the Discord under the weekly challenge, I know Ben Ben from work uh, put up a a pretty good fight here. There were three, oh, yeah. three 2020s, and then um, Kenray also came in with uh, three 33 33s, and, and I didn't think we were going to see it topped, and Mikkel, uh came in with the Shutterwalk, and a lot of times, like, it, it doesn't work out like this, but all three had the exact same stats, and we got the screenshot here. Uh, and so that's incredible. And, you know, I mean, this is how we do. If there's a tiebreaker, we, we fall back on stats. And so, uh, Bravo. you know, impressed. and we had said it, even I think with Shutterwalk almost harder because sometimes you're playing like Zola the Gorgon or whatever it is. And it's like, you know, they all have to look identical as well. So you couldn't have mm-hmm. some golden and some not. But, uh, you know, the screenshots is here. I mean, there's uh, there's definitely three uh, 72, 81 shutter walks. Like, my goodness. <laughs> uh, so big congrats to Mikkel. What a what an amazing feat here. I'm uh, really uh, just super impressed with this one and love seeing it. So, yeah. So, congratulations, Mikkel. Uh, of course, that means that you win two packs on us. But more importantly, uh, you your name will be emblazoned in the Hall of Fame, which resides on the Born to Be Wild website, borntobewildhs.com. Hooray! Hooray! So this week's challenge, you know, we 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 are keeping it uh, in in line with our uh, old god, uh, you know, thematic. So we want to see. How many Naga and Nazoth minions you can have on board at the same time? You don't have to play them all on the same turn, but they do all need to be on the board at the same time. So it can be on either side of the board, yours or your opponent's, but they all have to be on 
board right then. So, of course, Naga, um, I don't think the tribe has made it into the game itself yet, has it? It has um, not. It has not. And so uh, that's something that's coming in the next patch. But in the meantime, those minions would be uh, Dark Scale Healer, Naga Sea Witch, Zola the Gorgon, uh, Coilfang Warlord, and then the... the uh, Second half the, of the... The token <laughs> that it poops out, yeah. And then Lady Vosh... And then, of course, Vosh Prime, Naga Sandwich, and then Wrathscale Naga. Is that really all the Naga that we have prior to this expansion? Yes. Um, all the ones that are getting the Naga tag, at least. Ah, right. okay. There's, right, yeah. because there's, there's the pirate one, but she's staying a pirate. Right. It exactly. doesn't count for this? No, and, and Patches, like, Patches is the good example in that, like, well, at least what, what, what Hearthstone had said is that, like, if it's two, kind of like in Mercenaries, if it's a like patches is a demon and a pirate well it's going to maintain the pirate tag right, um, right. it's your occupation if the card <laughs> if the card art is specifically a naga like it feels like a wobbler to me but these are the ones that they can you know they confirmed and so but hey you know i mean the more the merrier but but sometimes you know the uh it, it's hard to tell what what's a naga and what's not um at least for me uh the other the other half a naga here or a natka <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly i will show so, myself out <laughs> that i i appreciated that one that was uh that that's a I not gonna be stinky. topped <laughs> okay. so of course the other half of that uh, aside from the the minions of nizoth our Nizoth himself. So, of course, that is Nizoth, God of the Deep, or Nuzoth. Nizoth, the Corruptor, so OG Nizoth. But we also have expanded that to Spawn of Nizoth, Tentacle of Nizoth, and of course, we were talking earlier about pirates, Nizoth's first mate as well. So, um, those are our Nizoth minions, and then the Naga minions that we... Um, uh, mentioned earlier as many of those as you can get on board at once um send us a screenshot put it in the um so how to participate of course challenges can be played either in casual or on ladder um, you just can't do it against a friend your friend will help you win or against the innkeeper the innkeeper won't try but the innkeeper will also help you in so <laughs> we don't want you to tank your rank so you don't have to play it on ladder but we don't also want to make it too easy, so casual is the other mode that, that it works. Not None of the other PvE, and not against a friend. So, once you've gotten your screenshot, post it in our Discord, uh, in the Weekly Challenges channel. And the winner will be announced on next week's show, just like Mickle was tonight. And, of course, receive two Hearthstone packs on us, the expansion of your choice. And the best prize of all, be immortalized in the Hall of Fame on the Born to be Wild website. We look forward to seeing as many Nizoth or Nizoth's devoted as possible. Love it. <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. All right, everybody. Well, thank you all so much for hanging out tonight. One final reminder before we go. Uh, 
just one final reminder that we are participating in a theory craft stream uh, sponsored by play Hearthstone um, with a handful of other content creators this, this upcoming week. Um, it's Thursday, April the 7th from 9am Pacific to 3pm Pacific all day. We all got to take the day off work to, uh, to, to play with new cards all day, specifically from a, a wild perspective. And so um, all of our decks will, uh, they will be wild decks. They must include at least five new cards from the expansion. Uh, but uh, we'll be trying out a bunch of theorycraft decks and putting some uh, some fun uh, under under the sea spin on uh, on our favorite decks here. And maybe maybe find some new ones too. So uh, I hope you're all able to join us this coming week. And uh, aside from that, we've uh, we'll be back next Friday evening uh, with with. Uh, I'm sure a pretty fun recap of the event in case you miss it. Thank you all so much for hanging out tonight. Everybody who's listening to this or watching it after the fact, thank you so much for, for watching and listening uh, means the world to us and uh, love y'all. See you next week um, on uh, another new episode of born to be wild. Why is there words have never been spoken? <laughs> it gets me every time. <laughs>